Coming up on The Potter's Touch. When you're right and when you're fearful, follow me. Just keep on following me. When you're confused, when you don't understand, when you're intimidated, follow me. What you fishing for? I already got it. <laughs> it's not in your hand. It's not in your neck. It's not in your boat. What you're hungry for is in my hand. Hey everybody, I'm excited to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. I'm going to be talking about something that is important. The subject is called coming into your calling. A calling isn't something you just zap into. You have to come into it. You have to grow into it. You have to evolve into it. And this is a season and a time in your life of growth and of change and of supernatural influence in your life. I want you to open up your heart and get ready to go into the Word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to touch you as only God can. Coming into your calling. Ready? Come on, let's go. Jesus is walking down by the Sea of Galilee and he sees two men fishing. <laughs> and he says to them, hey, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I love this text. I love this text because on the surface, it's a Bible story. But if you dig deeper into it, it is a life lesson that will change your life. What he is really saying, when I passed by you, you were operating in one dimension. You were fishers of men. You were fishers of fish. But if you respond to my call, I will make you fishers of men. In other words, you're doing the right thing in the wrong place. But when I get through, I'm going to shift you and take the old skills from your past and use them in a new dimension that everything you went through was getting you ready for everything you're about to go into. You're doing the right thing in the wrong dimension. Not only am I going to save you, I'm going to save your skill set. And you're going to see why you were good at what you were good at. You're doing the right thing, but I'm going to set you in the next dimension so that you can flow into your destiny rather than to sweat in your history. Follow me and I'll make you. Two different things. Follow me. That's your job. Making you. That's God's job. 
You don't, no, 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 Peter, you don't have to make yourself fishers of men. All you got to do is follow me. If you follow me in the pursuit of me, it will change you. You've been asking the Lord to change you. That's none of your business. All you need to do is pursue Him, and if you pursue Him, He will automatically change you. do the following, and God will do the changing. And the Bible said, immediately, they dropped their nets. There's something about the initial call of God that gets an initial response from a true experience with God. We don't have too many true experiences with God anymore. I'm talking about the kind of conversion that makes you give up a man you can see for a man you can't see. I'm talking about the kind of conversion that requires a reaction. See, we want to be inspired in church. We don't want to be changed. The Bible said immediately they dropped their nets and followed him. And, and what I want you to see is that what they did immediately was also changed gradually. Peter dropped his nets in a moment but he picked them up again. Have you ever... Have you ever dropped something, but you... picked it up again? And now you got the net and Jesus. And it's all on the boat together. Over and over again, he keeps challenging Peter to move from being a fisher of fish to a fisher of men. Because sometimes God sees things in you that you don't see in yourself. And, 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 and you keep going back to what you see, and he keeps calling you to what he sees. And to me, this text is about patience. The patience of God, who can work with a man who rides on a boat with nets, and can preach on a boat with nets, and can rebuke storms on a boat with nets. And yet, even though he used him with his nets, he kept calling him from his nets. That, my sister, is life. He used him with his nets, but he kept challenging him to come from his nets. Follow me, and I will make you 
fishers of men. Follow me and I'm going to change you and you're never going to know what day I did it. You'll never know what moment I did it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and you, you'll never know which step I did it in. You're going to kind of be like Enoch. You're going to walk with me until you're not. Little by little, I'm going to peel away your insecurity. Peel away your fear and your intimidation. You're going to look up and you had courage and you're not even going to know where it came from. You're going to look up and you're going to have confidence in places that you were insecure. You're not going to even know when I gave it to you. But one day you're going to stand up and speak in front of people you used to run from. When I get through peeling you, the very people that you denied me for, you're going to stand up in front of them and preach to them and say, let the house of Israel know that this same Jesus whom ye have crucified have been made Lord in Christ. But follow me. I know you're going to deny me. I know you're going to betray me. I know you're going to lie and say you don't know me. I know you're going to curse around people and act like I didn't do in your life what I did in your life. I know you're going to hit the rock so bad that you're going to want to give up on the ministry. But when everybody wants to put you out, I'm still going to call you back and tell them, go get Peter too. I'm not finished with him. Follow me. Follow me. And you and I are going to have a relationship. And a relationship is more than an experience. See, what I read to you was an experience. But what I'm preaching to you is a relationship. A wedding is an experience. A marriage is a relationship. Oh God, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Having a baby is an experience. Raising a child is a relationship. People look for experiences, but God is calling you to relationships. And that means that sometimes I'm gonna be dropping my net, and sometimes I'm gonna be holding my net. And sometimes I'm gonna be faithful and sometimes I'm going to be inconsistent. Sometimes I'm going to be so committed that I cut somebody's ear off for you. And then the same guy's going to go to cussing and say, I don't know Jesus. Follow me when you're strong and when you're wrong. When you're up and when you're down. When you're right and when you're fearful. Follow me. Just keep on following me. When you're confused, when you don't understand, when you're intimidated, follow me. Sometimes you're going to be all religious and holy and calling down fire from heaven. And sometimes you're going to be hiding out in a cave and scared to come out. But through it all, hey! <laughs>
follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But it got bad and it got dark and it got so bad that the Peter who was bold at one point in the relationship denied Jesus in the next one, cursed out everybody and walked away. The Peter that Jesus had invested three years of mentoring in quit the church, said, I'm sick of this. I go a fishing. <laughs> I go a fishing is the same as I'm going on a drinking spree. Jesus is crucified. Everything's a mess. Maybe it wasn't nothing to it. I invested three years. Can't trust nobody. Church people are crazy. When Peter says, I go fishing, pushes come to shove. Pushes come to shove. Every, he's through walking on water. He's through trying to step from one dimension into the next. He has succumbed to his baser understanding of his identity. I go fishing. And he went back to being who he was. And he started throwing out his... Oh, yeah, he still got him. He still got him. And he brought him in. There was nothing in him. Threw him out again. And he brought him in. And there was nothing in him. He threw him out again. And he brought him in. And there was nothing in him. He said, wait, 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 wait. I know I know how to do this. And he threw him out again. And he pulled him back. And there was nothing in him. See, sometimes God will let you fail at what you know you're good at. Because he's got to break down your pride and your thinking that you know how to do anything. And he wants you to know that without him, you can do nothing and he will shut every door. You can't get a job in a pie factory. You can't get anything going. Nobody will help you. Everything's shut down in your life. And he's still saying, hey, follow me. And I'll make you. Peter threw nets all night and caught nothing. Nothing. All night. He's an experienced fisherman. He told all night Peter fished out his clothes. He fished till he was naked. And he still couldn't catch nothing. And in the morning. <laughs> When I rise, <laughs> here comes Jesus walking down by the seashore, the same place where he had called him. Everything has come around full circle. And Jesus comes walking down by the seashore, eating a fish sandwich, letting him know what you fishing for. 
I already got it. <laughs> what you trying to find, I already got it in my hand. It's not in your hand. It's not in your neck. It's not in your boat. What you're hungry for is in my hand. Can't nobody love you like me. Can't nobody help you like me. Can't nobody be there for you like I can. Everything you've been searching for all of your life is in my hand. Peter has been casting his net for raw fish, and Jesus is eating cooked fish on the seashore. And so he hollers again and he said, Hey! Have you any meat? <laughs> That's Jesus' way of saying, How's that working for you? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Peter leaps off the boat. He leaps off the boat and starts swimming for the shore. And the weirdest thing about it is when Peter leaps off the boat is the time when he finally had caught some fish because Jesus allowed him to catch the fish. He, he showed him how to drop the nets to catch the fish. That's, that's like showing you how to pull what you like. <laughs> now, it, see, it's one thing to come to Jesus when it ain't working, <laughs> but Jesus let it work. And Peter left all of them and started swimming for Jesus. Because you don't really have love till you got a choice. <laughs> Jesus had told Peter, drop the nets on the other side, and they took in a great amount of fish. But by that time, Peter no longer wanted the fish. He wanted Jesus. Now the fisher of fish has leaped off the boat full of fish chasing a man called Jesus. And while he's swimming, the closer he gets, the better it smells. Because God says, for everything you gave up to follow me, I will restore it to you in the next dimension. Everything you think you gave up, I'm going to give it back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to catch it. You don't have to wash it. You don't have to scale it. You don't even have to cook it. It's a prepared blessing. And I'm waiting on a prepared man to come into a prepared blessing. And I know you're prepared, not because you left the boat, not because you left the net, but because you left the fish. I told you, you were never a fisher of fish. 
I call you to be a fisher of men. And I had to put you in an environment where you could choose either way. The fish are on one side, the man is on the other side. God is saying, choose ye this day. Who will you serve? When Peter leaped off that boat and started running, it was over. Demons trembled, hell was nervous, Satan was upset. The moment Peter leaped, he leaped from one dimension into the next, into the next, into the next dimension. I, I wonder, do you know how good this is? Somebody get ready to leap into the next dimension. After a long struggle of tasting it and not tasting it and having it and not having it and sometimes up and sometimes down and sometimes I got it together and sometimes I don't. God said you're about to leap. Into the next, into the next dimension. The thing I like the most about the text is throughout the rest of the Bible, you never see Peter on the boat again. He never goes fishing again. The rest of the journey, every time you see Peter, he's preaching. On the day of Pentecost, he's delivering the inaugural address for the birthing of the New Testament church. Out of all the apostles, the guy who was cutting off people's ears and cussing folks out ended up one of the first, the first chief apostle of the New Testament church delivering a message that caused 3,000 people to get saved. And now he found his net. His net was never in the boat. His net was in his mouth. When he opened his mouth to preach, when he opened his mouth to preach, thousands of souls got caught up in his word and started coming to Jesus. I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about destiny. I'm talking about dimensions. I'm telling you that what you keep going back to is beneath you and what he is calling you to is before you. And I don't care if you don't dance. And I don't care if you don't shout. I don't care if you don't run up and down the aisle. The only thing I care about is that you leap into what God has for you. I'm out of time. It's been a real joy to share the word of the Lord with you. I'm excited and I'm all fired up about this word and what God is doing at this season in the body of Christ. I'm being bombarded with emails from people and all types of texts and tweets and everything 
talking about how God is leading them into unfamiliar territory. They're coming into their calling. We read that Jesus told Peter to discard his nets because he was now a fisher of men. But several times afterwards, Peter went back to his old way of life. We can be just like that too. We know we've been called by God, but when it gets hard, we can find ourselves living beneath our high calling that God sent us to do. And we can find ourselves digressing back to where we were before. We want to be done with everything. We want to quit. But coming to that destiny that he has for you, God's call is disruptive. Sometimes you will feel like giving up, but don't you do it. Just keep on coming. You will never be the same. Speaking of calling, I want to tell you about GPS. Yeah, that's our global partner systems. GPS allows us to extend God's love around the world. Medical centers and water wells are being created. The poor and ex-prisoners are being supported and young people are being empowered. Being a GPS member is a call from God to transform lives together. Maybe you're struggling Maybe you should sow a seed on behalf of a young person that you want to see transformation in their lives and sow it into our transformation center that is focusing on developing youth and empowering them. And I just believe that, that you will harvest it somehow in the lives of the children and the young people that you love. Join us at tdjpartners.org. Listen, the world's next doctors, teachers, and pastors, presidents, rest in the hearts of our children. Through proper education, they can have the necessary tools to reach their destiny. By connecting with GPS, you can help young people around the world receive school supplies, uniforms, and computer training. Visit tdjpartners.org so together we can fulfill God's mandate to be His hand and provide compassion to others. It is not enough that he called you. Hear it. But you got to do the coming. Discover how to answer it. To be able to enter into a dimension that you couldn't enter into otherwise. And experience the fullness of coming into your calling. I'm going to set you in the next dimension so that you can flow into your destiny rather than to sweat in your history. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's crucial message coming into your calling on CD. He will always call you to do something where you say, Lord, I can't do it without you. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive coming into your calling on CD and the extraordinary six message destiny series on DVD. I'm not looking for a Jesus I can carry. I'm looking for a Jesus that can carry me. However, when your gift is $110 or more, we will add Bishop Jake's best-selling book, Destiny, and Crucial Study Guide. Coming into your calling is greater than you can imagine. I like that the zip line is very cool and we get to play games and stuff. You can play and then you can go to praise and worship, find out who they are and what God has called them out to do. Megafest is one of the ways that you can have fun and also learn about God. It'll be really fun for them and they'll get all their <laughs> giggles and wiggles out. My name's Amari. I'm Tonyo. Aiden. I love, I love Megafest. Laughter is the best medicine and we have a dose for you at Megafest 2017. It's simple and easy. Go to mega-fest.org. Click on a Time to Laugh comedy show and laugh all night with host Nephew Tommy, Cedric the Entertainer, and a star-studded array of comedians that will have you rolling in the aisles. And the best part is, it's clean comedy for the whole family. See you in Dallas at Megafest 2017 this summer.
feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.